We start with that story that's dominated the UK political agenda for the last few days. Rishi Sunak says it's utterly wrong to blame him for failing to tackle the issue of unsafe concrete in school buildings. As thousands of children return to the classrooms today after the summer break, it's emerged that more than 100 schools in England and Scotland will be closed or partially shut. It's over safety concerns about what is known as rack, the type of concrete that's known to be at risk of crumbling. Meanwhile, in the last hour, another twist with the Education Secretary caught on camera voicing her frustrations about the media coverage. This is Gillian Keegan after an interview with ITV News. Does anyone ever say, you know what, you've done a f good job because everyone else has sat on their ass and done nothing? No, no, no signs of that, no? Well, that footage was captured by ITV News as the camera repositioned for extra shots at the end of an interview with the Secretary of State while she was still wearing her microphone. Well, Let's broaden this out because uh, let's hear, first of all, now the Prime Minister's response to those earlier accusations of refusing to adequately fund school repairs. Are you to blame for what's happening now? Do you want to apologise to parents and pupils? No, I think that is completely and utterly wrong. Actually, one of the first things I did as Chancellor in my first spending review in 2020 was to announce a new 10-year school rebuilding programme for 500 schools. Now, that equates to about 50 schools a year that will be refurbished or rebuilt. And if you look at what we've been doing over the previous decade, that's completely in line with what we've always done, about 50 or so schools a year refurbished or rebuilt. That's what I announced as Chancellor in my first spending review. On top of that, I also invested £5 billion to help our kids catch up with lost learning from COVID, the Education Recovery Programme. I think you'll remember at the time, that was rightly a priority of the country to help our kids who've been disrupted by COVID with extra tutoring, for example, to help them catch up. And that cost £5 billion, which I invested in as Chancellor. Well, earlier, a former top civil servant at the Department for Education accused Rishi Sunak and the UK Treasury of refusing to fund school repairs adequately, despite being warned that lives were at risk from crumbling concrete. Jonathan Slater spoke on BBC Radio's Today programme. The spending review was completed a year after I left the department, and I was absolutely amazed uh, to see that the decision made by the government was to halve the, uh, the school rebuilding programme down so, from 100 a year to 50 a year. To be clear then, in the department you were saying we need to rebuild three to 400, it became 100 a year and after you left the department it went down to 50 a year. Yes, to be clear, uh, we know what's needed, three to 400. There's only so much capacity in the construction industry. There's disruption if you close schools and rebuild them. So the actual ask in the spending review in 2021 was to double the 100 to 200. That's what we thought was going to be practical in the first instance. I thought we'd get it, but the actual decision that the Chancellor took in 21 was to halve the size of the programme. Now, Ministers, the Chancellor, of course, was at the time. Uh, Rishi Sunak. Well, a little earlier, the leader of the Liberal Democrats was also asked about who shoulders the blame for the current situation. Have a listen. Ed Davis, schools are crumbling across the country. Who's to blame? Rishi Sunak. He was Chancellor and he decided to give a big tax cut for the banks in the budget and spending plans when he should have been supporting our school buildings. I mean, this is an absolute outrage that the Prime Minister, the former Chancellor, puts banks above our children. 
lots to actually chew over. Let's head straight away to Westminster, our political correspondent, Helen Catt. And Helen, let's start with that uh, leaked footage uh, from the Education Secretary in the last hour or so, fuel being poured onto what is already a political headache for the government. Yes, it is. Those comments from uh, the Education Secretary, Gillian Keegan, certainly very colourful, certainly having an impact. Uh, the National Education Union have reacted to that by suggesting that the problems are the tip of the iceberg. Labour has accused her of staggering arrogance for saying she deserves a pat on the back for the chaos that's gripping our schools on their watch. They have called for her to apologise. Uh, Downing Street has distanced itself from those comments pretty quickly. A number 10 source told me that those comments were wrong. So there's been quite a, an immediate reaction to her saying that. She seemed to be implying that local councils who are responsible for school safety had not been doing enough. So there has been quite a reaction to that. Uh, but of course she is herself due to speak in the Commons later this afternoon on that bigger, wider issue of uh, concrete rack in schools and the, the situation that, that we're currently in. Well, as you say, reaction is coming in all of the time. I just want to put onto the screen uh, something that Craig Oliver, the former Downing Street Director of Communications for David Cameron, posted on X just a short while ago. Uh, he has said that this sweary outburst is literally the thick of it, and of course that a reference to a satire. Uh, now, he says a moment that will be hung around the Secretary of State for Education's neck expecting worried people to be grateful for her doing her job. The Prime Minister needs to rebuke her and distance himself fast. And I suppose it's that last part of uh, what he has uh, tweeted that is uh, most relevant. I mean, do you think this has the potential for lasting damage here? Well, yes, I said number 10 have already moved to distance themselves from their comments. I mean, as for any form of rebuke, well, we've not heard anything coming from Downing Street at this stage. Uh, so we'll wait to see if what might come from that, what we might hear from, from either them or her at a later stage this afternoon. And in terms of lasting damage, well, these, these hot mic moments do get a lot of attention, as they're known, hot mic moments, uh, and they do sort of perform a, a real distraction from this. But, I mean, this is a really thorny, knotty problem in any case, isn't it? That, you know, that this is already dominating the news because at the moment it's difficult to see when this ends. The government is still carrying out surveys to find out the extent of the problem of this in schools. So we don't yet have that definitive list, or certainly a definitive list has not been published of the schools that are affected by this. And that's something actually Labour is calling for uh, the, the Education Secretary to publish very quickly. She said she will do, but not at this stage. So we're still looking at the scale. There's then those questions about whether it extends beyond schools. So the BBC has learned that the government's ordered urgent tests on court buildings that were built in the 1990s after Harrow Crown Court closed indefinitely last month. They already had looked at the safety of, of court buildings but hadn't looked at ones that were built in the 1990s because they thought that they were okay. So there's now yep. questions about how much further does this go in scope. So there's quite a lot of it's difficult to see where there's an end to this for the government. Uh, Helen finally in terms of Rishi Sunak his defence we saw that interview uh, saying that the criticism of him was unfair. He makes the point he sanctioned uh, the rebuilding of 50 schools per year. He says that was in line the, in terms of what had happened with the decade before. Isn't the difficulty with that reasoning? He's underlining that there was no step change between what he did and what happened the decade before. And yet in between, there was that warning of a threat to life. 
Yeah, and that's certainly what Labour has been saying here, that they see this as, a, as an admission by the government that they knew about this problem and didn't do enough to address it. Now, Gillian Keegan earlier this morning was suggesting that actually uh, she she had stepped it up in the last few weeks. And that was partly where this, this had all come from, that uh, that because there was a beam over the summer, I think it was, or part of a ceiling, that, that had been deemed to be you know, not urgent or not unsafe, that then collapsed, that actually she's taken a, a sort of more strict view, if you like, and her department has moved more quickly. So there is that, 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 that sort of framing of this is, did the government, they've known about this problem, no one's disputing that the government knew about this problem uh, for some time. The wider question that we're looking at today is, did they do enough to tackle it? Helen, there at Westminster, uh, thanks very much. Let's go uh, from Westminster, find out the situation on the ground. Let's go to our correspondent, Ellie Price, who's outside a school in Eltham in south-east London. And uh, Ellie, take us through the sorts of things happening practically there at the school gates. Matthew, I thought you were going to make a joke about one schoolyard to another. But, yeah, the gates here have been closed all day. They never were meant to be open today because it's a teacher training day. But this is one of the 104 schools that have been affected so far uh, by this rack concrete issue. There is rack uh, in the uh, main school hall here. Uh, now, the head teacher here wrote to parents on Friday saying that a survey had been done in the summer term, um, the last summer term of the last school year, uh, identifying this rack. They were told at the time that there wasn't an issue, that it just needed to be uh, looked at uh, by engineers fairly regularly. And then, of course, the guidance changed, which meant that that school hall could no longer be used. Now, we also understand that the letter said that there's also this rack uh, concrete in the gym, the school gym, the school canteen, and crucially, the girls and boys' toilet. So uh, people who are returning here, the, the kids who will be returning here uh, on Wednesday will find that they will need to go to the loo in the blue porter cabin, which you can see behind me. Um, and there will be probably a, a, a marquee on the on the grass just outside, which will act as the canteen. I think it gives you a sense, really, you know, we're hearing the bigger issues, the bigger arguments, the political arguments about all of this, what this actually means for students and their parents. So also probably worth mentioning at this stage uh, that most of the parents in any of the schools um, affected so far will know about it. I think this is where we are with it now, uh, that all the schools um, who know that they've got an issue have written to parents. And in many cases, that has led to partial closures rather than full closures. But it means certain buildings, as I say, are out of action. Ellie Price there in South London. Thanks very much for that. Thank you.